0: on!
1: <laughs> What's up, people? Moto X Pod Show brought to you by Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, and Shock Socks. I'm your host, Mark Poole. With me here in the uh, in this bedroom we call a studio, <laughs> our faithful
2: producer TJ Smith. What's up, man? Dude, this song was rocking. I was just I just imagined Metalocalypse, a cartoon. It was freaking amazing. I, I've never heard this song. Yeah, it's good.
1: That's the main event, guys. That's Daniel Blair's band. Uh, amazing. When, uh, yeah, that, that song rocks. That's a good one. So, number three on the list, number one in our hearts, Jamie, Darkside, Guida, Darkside, what's happening? What's up? Darkside's inner inner metal has come out. He is getting it, dude. Getting it. So. What do you think about that song, Darkside? I love this shit. That's good stuff, man. fired eh? up now. I want to go ride right now. Let's go. Uh, well, I don't know if TJ has a bike that works on the property right now. No. We, we might have a problem hold there. Hold like, on, the
2: old I do have a bike, the 1996 Honda. You finally
1: painted the clutch cover, huh? I
2: painted the clutch cover. It's <laughs> rideable. It's rideable now.
1: <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. Well, hey, we are happy to be here with you guys this this week. And uh, right off the top, hey Ryan Dungey, bravo, sir. Awesome career. He uh, announced retirement today. The press con. Dude, watch the press conference. They play like this video of a bunch of different interviews and things like that. And looks like uh, Decoster's like tearing up in it. It Makes you. It almost makes you want to like. You get emotional. Right. It's pretty. You know. I was never the biggest Dungy fan, but seeing him retire like this, I I have total respect for the guy.
3: And. uh Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like, not a fan. It's hard. I hate to say that. It's not true. Like, I don't dislike him. Yeah. Completely respect his ability. He just kind of bored me a little bit. Yeah, you know, yeah As we've sure. said before, but yeah, I mean, we kind of knew it was coming. We we posted it last Tuesday that he was out. And we thought Darkside dark broke the internet. I yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think Cooksy actually he, he, he had, a I think he put minute. it up first, but
2: that's, he, I think he posted it and then told you. Yeah, yeah, But still, you know, I mean,
3: yeah, he had a great career. I mean, Hall of Fame career for sure. I mean. Amazing! You can't say a bad thing about him. Really. One of the four or five best that's ever done it.
1: Yeah. I mean, to statistically, every other way you could be. And uh, Ron Dungey's exactly the kind of guy would want my daughter to marry one day. You know, obviously he's the complete opposite of me. So right. <laughs> anything she could do, he, he's just a, a great ambassador for our sport and did a lot. And the bore, part of the, you know, he did bore me too, but he was so damn good. That's probably why. Like, right. Remember Back in Ricky's day, Ricky bored everybody too because he just kicked everybody's ass. You know. So is that
2: what we're going to see now? A boring. Outdoors, you think Tomac's gonna make it boring? Uh,
1: if he stays off the ground, yeah, I don't see anybody else winning a moto. Do yeah. you? What about you,
3: Jamie? Yeah, I do actually. I think Baggett could win one. I think okay. there's, I think a couple guys. I, I like that. I feel this like too. Tomac is probably gonna be the best guy, but I think. Typically, he makes a mistake here and there, or there could be mechanical. So, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a couple guys win some. I right. have
2: a hard time believing that the Cowie will have a mechanical just because of their track record, right? And I mean, I mean, not. I'm not even a Cowie fan, like, but right. they just pretty good yeah. bikes, and
3: I, I, it's just I think it's very, very difficult to right. go 24 and 0, as dominant as I'm
1: going to, I'm going to echo yeah, go that. I'm as dominant as Kenny was last year. He still got beat some motos. Yeah, you know? saw
2: how how what he did to them on the Honda, and then the track jumped up and bit him. No, I'm talking
1: was, about last summer when he was still on the Suzuki, well, no, how dominant he was. No, I'm he, talking
2: he, about when Tomac, how dominant oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Honda, come out just demolishing everybody, and then the track bit him. So I, I think I, I will, we'll have somebody on who thinks this 24-0 is something possible. Yeah, yeah. But yes, we will. I, I,
3: he, is, he is adamant.
2: I, I just don't see it. Well, here's I, the deal. I, I'd put some money against him, and I'm not a betting I man. think he's capable. Yes.
3: 100% capable. Just not mad. Yep. But yeah. it's just difficult, well, you know. Yeah. And, and there's going to be tracks where Webb's going to be on. You know, I mean, then if you listen to some of the other guy, the big shows, Pulp and Main Event, who've talked about this already, there's there's a lot of really really good riders. That, right. You know, you got Muskin. Tell me again how you say his name properly, skin. Moose skin. I hate the guys. There's somebody that say, uh, Moose, "Moose." I can't. Yeah. Somebody Moose-can. said anyway. Doesn't matter. He's going to do well uh Tomek's gonna do obviously do well uh Baggett's gonna do well I think Dino's gonna have some good rides Jason Anderson I was gonna say Anderson, I was gonna say Anderson might be uh, Anderson and Cooper
1: will be the two that I think you remember Cooper might be a rookie but uh, dude he's legit like and I figure like he if he gets a fresh slate under him just don't tell him what that guy could do right but, I mean, Kenny won it his rookie year, and he didn't do that well in Super... Now, he did win some races. Right. But he never won a 250 outdoor title. He did win the... You know, obviously won the World Championship. Right. But he didn't come over here and win a 250 outdoor title ever. Right. I think Cooper should be talked about in the mix. I really didn't. It may take him a little bit to get going, but I don't know. If Tomac stays off the ground and doesn't do what Tomac <laughs> does, as far as the inconsistency stuff, he's going to be hard to mess with. Yeah. Seriously.
3: Right. Did he... I know last year, he, you know, Roxton pretty much handled it most of the time. But did Tomac, did he finish second almost every moto? Just about, yeah. And then Southwick, he just whooped yeah. that ass. So, right, I right. mean, look, he could go 24-0. It's definitely not impossible. Yeah. That bad ass. And I, you
2: saw how close Kenny was last year. Sorry about right. letting over you. But, yeah, no, Kenny no. was close to it. So, it, and
1: I mean, the the good thing is, if that series gets boring, the 250 series will not. <laughs> oh my god! Right. You know what I'm saying? I
3: am so excited about the 250 I am too. series. What do you I cannot think? Wait. What do you think, Jamie? Who you got? <laughs> I've been thinking about that all day because yeah. I've been listening to the other podcasts we, talk it. about it. Uh huh. I, I I'd like to see Zacho win it, but man, I like J Mart on the Honda. Hmm
2: hmm um, I'm undecided.
3: I'm honestly I'm undecided. I don't know.
2: That's just because you love the Hondas. I...
3: I do like J-Mart, but I like the Hondas. Yeah, I want Honda to win another championship. Me too.
1: Here's my theory on this. J-Mart has been doing nothing but outdoor prep. We know how that goes. He's done it before. He comes in and starts just ripping everybody. I believe, though, as the rounds progress, Osborne will get better. His fitness is not going to be in question. We know what camp he's in. I I believe he's your guy this year. I I think think you're right. I think Zach Osborne's the guy this year. The
2: thing that blows my mind is, Hill, this year, nobody is talking about him, and and I I don't think he's the heel of the past. You watch him in Supercross; he's completely different rider than he was any years in the past. Right. And so yeah, he's definitely I think going to be a contender this year. I think we have Moto wins out of heel. I think we may even sure. have overall wins out of heel. I'm just see,
3: I don't see it for some just reason. Just talent
2: because he has pure talent. And this year
3: I could go either way
2: on that. You're one. you're watching him. You can always go either way. Uh, you're watching him oh, it's better than going <laughs> Finally, the other way. Finally,
1: he got a good one. <laughs> Finally, I know, right, Woo! guys? Uh, our group message, uh,
2: bravo! I'm gonna
3: clap. Yeah, TJ is the worst at insults. <laughs> Hold and on, that th- was good. Th-
2: that's because I can't type fast enough. I'm, no, that I'm, ain't I'm it. always having to worry about my spelling. Or he he might grammar. have a good
3: one coming out on the text, but then he misspells something, and we just there, fucking mess it, with him. That's it, that's it. Yeah, as soon as it as soon as it might be good, but the misspelling
1: it just creates <laughs> yeah. a whole other problem for him. So, guys, uh, our group messages. If you were able to read these things the way we all three go at each other, <laughs> like. Like, TJ catches the brunt of it because Jamie and I are a little, a little on top of things as far as that goes. And, well, I'm just uh, a
2: genuinely nice person, and I'm not like y'all are. When did so. this start? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyways, <laughs>
2: Hill's will gonna have a good year, and I'm gonna step out there and say that I, there's i, I kind of I'm not gonna say he's gonna win a championship. I don't know if that's possible. We'll see what's coming up because you got guys like y'all have already named out there, but. I mean, Gotta
3: talk about Savachi too. Yeah. He won races last year. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. yeah.
2: And but uh, do you,
3: mentally, do you think he's going to be able to hold it together? I'm wondering from about that Supercross. That I don't uh-huh. know, man. That's a hard one. I mean, you know, one of two things, he's going to be
1: so beat yep. that he doesn't care or he's gonna be so pissed that he's yeah. out to prove a point. Right. Like, I hope it's the latter. I want to see 17 out there doing something. Absolutely. You yep. know, but AC. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's some. Uh, yeah, see, definitely. God, it's gonna be so that, that, that there you go right there exactly Jamie that's so good yeah. I can't wait it's gonna be awesome
2: so, so. are any, any of y'all buying that pass where you can watch them online I think
3: I am because I got rid of my DirecTV yeah it, I, I've been curious and you may not know the answer to this but like usually you could still stream them like yes. last year you could stream them can you still stream them?
2: Oh, I don't know yet. But
3: there's just commercials like there was and the, and you pay for the no commercials or, uh, or can you no longer stream them at all unless I, you pay?
2: I bet they're just going to make you pay for the streaming. That's what I would think. Well, I'll
3: probably pay for it then because yeah. going to my mom's house is a pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of anything more fun than watching the race with my
2: mom.
1: Yeah. Why,
3: well, the, why do y'all do that? Why are you I mean, up so late? I, yeah. I, I go to bed at 7 30. <laughs>
2: well, the problem is is I'm always at the track, so doing something like that. So I think I may have to get it. That's I think a that'd lot be a money. good investment
1: for you. But yeah. it's what is it, 40, 50 bucks? 50 bucks? Yeah. yeah. I think fifty. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've still got I think I got the TV, I got the TV package. So I don't
2: know yeah. if I got
3: Math TV though, so I might have to buy it. Yeah. But, we'll right. figure that out. Last year I watched it on my laptop most of the time, right? Just because actually yeah. the picture quality was better on my laptop than the non-HD. Yeah. TV, TV. Yeah. So I think if you
1: have, you can use your 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 account here at the house and just log in and watch it.
0: Yeah.
2: Maybe. Well, I don't have Directv anymore. Like I got rid of it, I cut cords, So I All guess right. I, but that's why so you, I asking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I try. I cut the cord and my wife taped it back together. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe this know. is the.
2: This is. Well, I did the same thing. Got rid of it. My wife then got it in her name and then realized that we were paying like a 100 and something dollars a month and we cut the cords and now we got the PlayStation view for like 30 bucks a month.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm ready to do something like that but my wife's got to watch um whatever those those shows that, that women watch whatever what what are they? I don't know. The Kardashians. I, and oh yeah, see Amber doesn't watch that stuff. I don't so know. So uh Amber I,
3: watches like um Property Brothers and No, she does watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah those shows, yeah, yeah. but she doesn't anymore cuz we don't have direct TV, but well, now she's watching Orange is the New Black over and over and over. Oh, my.
1: Yeah, my wife, we were on the doing the Netflix kick for a while, yeah. and she was Pretty Little Liars, I guess. I don't know what the hell it's
3: you called. You know what? <laughs> That's motocross-related, I believe, because if I'm not mistaken, Kyle and Brittany Chisholm's daughter was on that show. Oh, was she yeah, really? Oh, so. wow. The baby. Yeah. I did not know that. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Pretty sure she was on that.
1: Cool, cool. Well, guys, we got a hell of a lineup <laughs> for you. Right. we got a hell of a lineup for you tonight. Yeah, go ahead and get, get him on. Let him know we're going to call. Mr. Uh, – Daniel Blair from Main Event Moto is going to come on here and talk to us a little bit. Daniel does a lot of things; his list is too long to uh, yeah, right. to announce. But then we're going to have uh, the number seventy-five of Nicholas Schmidt on here. I hope I said his last name right. That's right. So we're going to, what the Schmidt? What the Schmidt? We're going to sit here and talk to talk to that TPJ. guy a little bit. TPJ Racing.
2: Yeah, Teddy Teddy Parks got us the milestone assassin. That. A, yeah,
3: oh yeah, he's a fly guy too. So yeah. you know, hey. he's one of my teammates. He's one of your Shit. teammates. There you go, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dark Side.
3: <laughs> uh, still haven't got that invite for the photo shoot
1: all right well let's get to our first guest guys he is the host of main event moto co-host of race day live commentator for arena cross 2015 west coast lights arena cross champ daniel blair db what's up man
4: What's up, boys? How y'all doing over there? Doing well, doing well. hope I didn't butcher that too bad. hell <laughs> no, that was good. Did you like that, though? Hey, did you like that I threw in the y'all? Because I wanted to make sure I stick with everybody on the show. I, I, I got my, uh, my my twang talk.
3: I'm ready to go. Right.
1: Get it, get it. Load your lip with Copenhagen and you'll be ready to go then. When right? I
3: moved to Texas, I swore I would never say y'all. And it didn't take but probably a month and... You can't help it. <laughs> yeah, my no. problem
4: is, is I whoever I'm talking to, I start talking like them no matter what. So by the end of this thing, man, I'm going to be super south. There you go.
1: <laughs> right on. <laughs> well, t- tell us a little bit about uh, Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner. I want to hear a little bit about this stuff before we get started.
4: Oh, man, we're going to start there, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I started a business uh, earlier this year, kind of the later stages of last year, early this year um it's a hand cleaner for mechanics i kind of saw a little bit of a a gap um in the industry i mean you, you got all these motorcycle dealerships all over the country you get your parts you get your tires you go home and work on your bike and you get hand cleaner from walmart or AutoZone. and i was like you know what there needs to be something that's more i guess convenient for our industry and then i just started doing my research uh, I have a business partner that I, ha- I do it with, Brian Alquist. We we just started kind of diving in and finding out, you know, the industry, how it works, who the competitors are, and then we found a manufacturer that kind of, I guess, created our own. I mean, we with them working with them created our own blend, um, something that we wanted specific to stay away from certain things that other hand cleaners do, like solvents and pumice and. We just came up with our own formula and took a little bit of time back and forth getting it right. And once it was right, we hit the ground, and now we've been up and running for a few months. And I'll be honest with you, this is like the hardest year ever for me because I was doing, (laughs) you know, race day live. I was doing arena cross. But then during the week, I was getting this business up and running, and it took a lot of time, a lot of effort. And now that I'm home and kind of free of all responsibilities, I mean, it's time to go. It's taken off pretty fast. And it was, dude, I'm telling you, these last four months, from the outside looking in, it looks all great. It was the most stressful. I was so worn out. I thought I was going to have a heart attack at least three times, but I'm alive. I made it through.
3: <laughs> yeah, we could we could tell it's, it's hectic. And you know, I ordered some of that Eagle Grit. According to my uh, sales receipt, I was customer number two, and the stuff's awesome, <laughs> man. I love it. I got rid of the the orange whatever that stuff was fast called. orange fast or whatever. orange threw it in the mm. trash. And yeah, that's, stuff's cool. It's got like a lotion in it. So it kind of conditions your hands, you know, nice, makes them nice and smooth when you're done. I like it. I, I love it. To, we don't need to know about that, uh, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Great, great product, by <laughs> yeah, the
1: way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jamie sings. It, yeah. I sings appreciate it. it.
4: Like I said, a lot of work went into it and super happy and it's, I mean, things are going in the right direction. I've been on the phone all day with distributors in this country, outside the country, um, got a lot of, got a lot of things in the works and it's all happening a lot faster than I thought it was supposed to be kind of a side gig that took off over time and it's taken over fast. I mean, we're doing really well here at home and it starting to draw a lot of interest abroad. And yeah, and it's, like I said, happening twice as fast as I ever
3: imagined. Are there any teams that are like looking at maybe using you as a sponsor?
4: Um, currently I actually have almost every factory team in the pit using it.
3: Oh, fantastic. I got in
4: a little bit late, so I wasn't able to really get on the sponsorship programs because this was like a January thing. Yeah. Um, uh, so I wasn't able to really work into their systems that way, but I supply... Oh, man, I would say I don't want to name names and get people in trouble because some of them I'm not really supposed to say. But I am I think eight of the factory teams right now are all using the product. Nice. Um, Good job. Nice. I mean, and there's some that I can say. Eli Tomac's mechanic, Brian Kranz uses it, Jason Anderson's mechanic, Chris Laredo, the TLD, their whole team uses it, and a bunch of others that, I, like I said, I can't say right now. But right. Uh, in the future, I'll, I'll have probably the rights to be able to do that. But at this point, I just want to get it in all their hands, and they all love it. So, all the hands that keep those bikes running, uh, running tight and super soft, they're, they're being washed
3: with Eagle Grit. Is there any truth to the fact that Eli's mechanic started using it right before round three when he started doing well?
4: It actually happened the night of Phoenix. He washes his hands on the line of the race, <laughs> and then you know how things turn from there. So It does more than clean. Right. Actually, there's this magic unicorn dust in it that <laughs> makes your rider bike fast. So if you're out there right now and you're a dad and you got your kid and you're wondering why he's going so slow, grab some Eagle Grit, twice as fast, guaranteed. Well,
2: (laughs) I I don't want any of that. My son's pretty quick and I can't keep up with the maintenance on the bikes that he's right now tearing them up. (laughs)
1: There you go. You're you're
2: jumping into a little bit of that yourself, huh?
1: The, The Moto Dad life, Daniel?
4: Oh dude yeah, it's so rad man like i my little guy he just turned seven, but he's i guess what you would call an a m a four to six I'm learning that right now, I guess there's actual like he's a he's a four to six a m a rider right uh, but yeah, just getting started, and it's so hard for me because I'm competitive by nature, but I'm trying so hard to not do it that way with him because I felt like all that competitiveness was almost a little bit too early in my career to i just i personally don't think you should be. Hitting it too crazy hard until you're probably around twelve or thirteen when the you know the adolescent
0: yeah, puberty
4: years come in.
0: Yeah. So for
4: me, I'm like, man, I'm 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 taking him riding racing because I want him to do as much as possible just to help develop a base and have him get the talent that he'll need someday later. But also keep it fun, not be pressuring, not treat it like a career. And that's so hard because that's all I've ever known. So like, I'm combating my own demons every night. Like, part of me is like wants to spank him if he's not on the gas, <laughs> and the other part of me is like. He's got his elbows up. How great. So right, So I'm like constantly right. battling my own idea, but for now it's so fun because I got a little KX, uh, KLX 110, yeah. and I just go ride with him, and we battle. I've been dude, teaching him how to stuff and block pass, <laughs> and like we're treating it like way more fun. And then 13, then he'll start getting spankings when he doesn't win. So we're, gonna, we're just going to push it back until he's a teenager.
3: I think that's the way to go. Well, let's change gears here real quick. We, uh, we just got done with Supercross. But, you know, for the last couple of years, they've been talk about things like the, uh, the chase or different ways to change it. How would you fix Supercross if you were in charge? What do you think would make it better? Well, um, I don't think it needs fixing. I, okay. I think it's in a
4: good spot. If, if we, I don't think it's broken. Let's just put it that way. I think Supercross is killer. We saw one of the best years ever, best final races ever. I mean, the ratings are good on TV. Media is blowing up. everything's going great. But that doesn't mean you can't like look to explore to find other avenues and other ways to make it even better. So like I mean that's my first point is I think it's good. But for me personally, and I don't know if this is just being selfish because this is what I would want to see, but I like <clears> the idea <throat> of multiple main events. I like the idea of a chase format. I love what they did to Arena Cross. Arena Cross is where I've been for the last however many years. And when I saw them switch the series up, change the format to a chase and multiple mains. The series got better in every way. The live event got better. The TV got better. Every part of it got better. And I can't help but think that it would do the same for Supercross because, as you guys saw this year, we had an unbelievable April and May. Oh, yeah. That doesn't happen all the time. Almost and, never And that's happens. why it never does. And, unfortunately, I mean, take Eli Tomac's front break issue in Dallas out, and we didn't have that either. He mm. would have won by 20 something points. So the truth is in order to kind of make sure we like almost fabricate good racing and like make it happen no matter what, you've got to tweak the system. And and I I personally think that that's what's lacking with outside sponsors. I think if outside sponsors had more guys to choose from uh, that could win championships and main events, there'd be more money coming from outside the sport. And right now you have maybe three, maybe four guys that can win a race hey, make it a shorter main event, get the chase format. Now we have five title contenders and maybe ten guys who could win a main on a season. you are got to have Justin Bogle sneak in a main. Even Mike Alessi, I mean, he'll get a whole shot in, in a ten-lap race. He could win a main. And then when you have more guys that can win, more people want to get invested because they feel like they have more to choose from than just one or two who are already receiving the bulk of sponsorship. So for me, I think it's a super good move. But I don't know if everyone agrees. A lot of traditionalists uh, don't like the idea, and I don't blame them because there's parts of it that I don't like too. Taking away the, you know, the sports integrity, like Ryan Dungey said, and uh,
2: you know, being
4: able to out duel someone for four months. Like I right. get all that, and I respect that too. But me as a fan, now that I'm not a racer and I'm just a fan, and I'm part of the media, and I want to see this thing grow, I kind of think it's the only way to guarantee its growth, and that's why I'm 100% uh, for it and behind it. Uh, but unfortunately, like I said, I'm just kind of getting into this world right now. I don't really have that much to say. Even when I talk to the guys <laughs> at Feld, I always try to ask and try to push them. Yeah. And they just look at me and laugh and go, "You, you mind your own business." Well, and I and I have to. So it, I, like I said, I just it's it's just my personal opinion. I I think it'd be off. Awesome.
2: Well, my so. question is, do you think this year? I know they were talked about doing it last year and kind of some of the, much of the teams balked on doing it. Do you think this year the racing being so good is going to make them not change it? You yeah, what you what don't saying?
1: think they, they're going to, with the ratings they had this year, you, want, you think they want going to keep that momentum however they can,
4: right? Yeah, and that's, that's where it really, I mean, how do you want to sell it? There, there's two ways. Number one, this year was incredible. Don't change a thing. Look how good it was. But then there's also, yeah, this year was incredible because there was a point battle at the end. If we look over the last two decades, we've had four of those. So it's one of those things where you can argue the point either way. Um, And and I think, like I said, guys will. I think the manufacturers will probably dig in because I think they're the biggest kind of, um, I mean, they're the ones who are against this the most. So I think that they'll kind of fight for keeping it the same yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that are fighting for it. And from what I understand last year, they wanted to do it. They just, they didn't have the support. Um, so I, I don't know moving forward if they, if they will get the support or not. I don't, I don't even know if they really want to do it all the way. It's just something that they floated around. They try it at monster cup. They tried it at Marina cross and it's worked there, but supercross is a different animal. So who knows if sure. it will work. I, I think they want to do something, but they don't know if this is it. This is just one of the ideas, right. and, and like I said, I, I'm for it. Uh, but at the end of the day, they'll do what's best for the sport um, with the, probably the approval of everyone involved. So that, that's my guess.
3: Yeah, I, I like the idea of multiple main events, you know, and he, like Mathis has talked about maybe not do it every race, you know, do two or three, three races with two main events or, or change some things up. I think you know, over if they did that two years from now. I don't think anybody would be complaining. And you could show probably looking at arena cross that the chase and changing the format can bring down to a, a closer points battle every year, not just once every 10 years.
1: Well, I know they changed it in NASCAR, but didn't when it, when it went in, when they, at the chase's inception there, didn't it uh, spike their ratings? Yes, too?
3: it did.
4: Yeah, but they've done some other stuff, right? In NASCAR, they've changed it a few times. They have. I, I don't keep up, but I thought they did some different things, but, Arena Cross is the best example. I mean, if you look back at all the years Buddy Antonez and Tyler Bowers, these guys that went on these runs, dude, they were clinching championships so early every year, like two rounds early, and it made it gave no relevance to the end of the series. Since they've done the chase now, every single championship has been won in the last main event of the year. Exactly. And that to me is guaranteed I mean that's super cross. If you want to go to Vegas and have this thing closed out in Vegas every year, it's kind of the only way to make sure it happens. And if this year, think about this. If Marvin wouldn't have TKO'd himself at Vegas, then going into the last round, I did the math, and I don't have it in front of me, I apologize, but going into the last round, there was three guys within realistic shot at the title, and Anderson was just barely like out of a realistic shot. So there was three, maybe four guys, That could have won the title in Vegas if there was a chase this year, Um, and to me that—I don't want to see one-on-one. Dungy versus Tomac was great, but I would love to see four guys going at it. I mean, that's what we want. I mean, you have way more dogs in the fight. I mean, that's what we want, and I think this is a way to achieve it. And that's like I said, I math math is math, boys, and it just makes (laughs) sense.
0: Right. (laughs) Well,
2: my question is too. You talk about changes. How can we get the arena cross changed back to the fall?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the reasoning. I, I don't. I don't know anything on the logistical side on why that is. But I, um, I mean, I know that's what they used to do. But it's been a while since then. I think it's been since 2012. I think was the last. Yeah, maybe it, the last time it started it, in the fall. I think and, you're right. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea the logistics behind the arenas, uh, getting them when they get them. I mean, that is part of the game. So I, I know it's it's scheduling is difficult because. I mean, these arenas are being used for other things, so I think they. I mean, my guess is that they haven't figured out of when they can get the most of the arenas that they want. It just falls in line with the winner.
2: Well, but. it'd be cool to be able to get some of these guys, these privateers for Supercross, would also hit the Arena Cross series and then roll into, and the guys who are doing the, um, you know, what do you call it, the Ricky Carmichael Road to Supercross, whatever they want to call it. That when they're doing that, they would do their points there, ride a whole season in Arena Cross, and then roll into Supercross.
4: Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, that's how it used to be. A lot of guys would finish before the East, and I mean, at least over the last however many years, Arena Cross has now turned itself into its own series, where it wasn't really feeding into the East Coast series. It was it's it's a standalone thing, um, and I think they do like ending it in Vegas with the others. And yeah, like I said, I, I I don't know. There there might be more logistic issues with having it start in the fall. But yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, for me, I wish it never stopped. I wish we just went year round. <laughs> Like the second the outdoor was over, it went arena cross all the way. I mean, that would be cool. That's me being super selfish and wanting <laughs> racing 20, uh, 24-7, seven, fifty two weeks a year. I mean, right. come on, I'm, I'm with you. Last well, week, we was all terrible. want that.
0: Right? Yeah, you last week sucked.
1: Well, if they went back to that, we'd we'd have a lot more. Like, is the, we wouldn't have to. We'd have a couple two less months to wait, right? Yeah. But oh well, you know. Yeah. Uh,
4: so yeah, we it's have tough. A,
3: it's, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. You there? Yeah, sorry, I had a little bit of a cut out there. I hear you now. Sorry oh, about that. Sorry. Go ahead and finish your what you were saying. Oh no, I was just saying. Yeah, if, if if
4: if I had my way, there'd be a race every weekend. I can't stand that. There's no racing last weekend. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. the three of us had to go to a race for ourselves, just an amateur race, just to get some race, get some motocross in. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I have a uh, I have a question from one of our listeners DJ Girl. She wants to know who we have to write to to get you full time in Supercross and get rid of RC. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tread lightly. That's a question. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs>
4: uh, no, I hey, I'll be honest with you. I I the opportunity I got in Salt Lake was seriously, I mean, majorly huge moment for me in my life. I had it was more emotional and satisfying than any night I ever had racing and I've told people this because they're confused um, by it a little bit but I feel like I was always meant to be a commentator and I just raced first you know what I mean like some guys are racers and then they go into commentating I feel like I've always been meant to be a commentator and I race first just to get the experience needed to be able to be a commentator I I feel like it's easier for me it's more natural it's more fulfilling Racing was fun for me, but I liked riding more than racing. So I didn't deal with pressure well. I I fell short of probably where I could have in my career if I would have done things a little differently because it's just the way I'm wired. Um, so for me, the, the opportunity that I got to do that was, I mean, it was more impactful for me than when I got to ride for the Geico Honda team in 2009. I literally, it felt more wow. impactful to me just because I feel like, your racing career is so short, but this could go on forever. I mean, this could be my life for the rest of my life and it's it's it just it's a better fit for me. So uh, long term, I don't know where it can go. I'm obviously trying my very hardest to do my best in any opportunity I'm given um, to show what I can do and, and hopefully like they see it as a future for me, and I think they do. Um, but with all respect to Ricky, Jeff, Ralph, I mean, that team has been together for a long time. They've They've helped grow this sport. I mean, people don't realize that. I, I see them get a little bit of you know smack talk on the Internet. I do see it. But people don't realize that this sport has made its biggest growth ever um, behind the voices of Ralph, Jeff, and Ricky. And so for me, I, I mean, I have nothing but respect for those guys. And if I had any opportunity to ever follow in their footsteps and take a role when they were done, I'd be stoked about it. But I'm patient, and I want them to – Keep doing what they're doing as long as 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 long as they can, and and someday I'll have my chance, and and I'm willing to wait it out and do what I can for the sport because ultimately, I love the sport and uh, I ain't going nowhere. So well with that, um, I, I like the question, but uh, <laughs> yeah, with respect to those guys, I. Uh, i'm just happy to be a part of their team when i get the chance
1: there you go there you go well uh, with that are you are you looking to maybe to branch out do other other sporting events not just moto
4: um yeah this might sound crazy because this is a moto pod (laughs) but i actually have more interest long term in moving into other sports as well like I, i I'm a huge football fan, like disgustingly diehard. I mean, I I think I know more about football than I do about motocross.
1: He's also a Cowboys Um, fan. So for me,
4: I would like to, and I'm already trying to branch out a little bit and get some opportunities to move into some other sports. Um, Just because I see myself someday being able to do more than one thing, Um, and those sports interest me a lot. So I would love to, I'm trying to get a deal right now and I'm working on getting a deal with, uh, working in the, what's it called the PAC 12 network and maybe doing some football. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely open to that. Not, not only open, but I mean, would, would push for that. Um, but my heart is in Supercross. That's, I mean, definitely where I want to be long term. but if I had the opportunity, the rest here to fill the rest of the year with other sports, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want a 4 month job, I take a 12 month job. So Absolutely. Um definitely look to get out and do some other things for sure, not a
1: question. That's awesome. Hey, go Cowboys.
3: Ugh.
1: Go who? Go you're a Cowboys fan, correct?
4: Die hard. Was, is there a problem with that? Oh,
1: Jamie, Jamie, I just
3: unfriended you.
1: Jamie, Jamie ha- Dark Side has one, but yeah. no, I mm-hmm. I'm a third generation Dallas Cowboys fan. My whole family both sides, we we eat, sleep and breathe Dallas Cowboys. It's uh well, hardcore. I
4: I, I bleed I bleed navy blue and my heart is actually a star. So just just <laughs> there recognize you go. It, boys. No, uh, we're hardcore. Cowboys I've even got a, it this year. I'm I've highly
3: even, highly disappointed. I've even got a family member
1: that works for the organization like we we we're all about it. Love it. So. <laughs> I love it.
3: Go Niners. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyways, well, uh, I've got a question um, with the big announcement today, Dungy leaving or retiring. Who do you think moves into his spot at KTM? Do they bring up Baggett?
4: Um, Marvin, right? As far as in the short term, I don't see anybody. I, I'm thinking it's it's going to be a Marvin summer over there. They're obviously not going to move pieces around right now. There's right. contracts in place. But if we're looking towards the future, man, that's tough. Because Roger DeCoster, people, you forget. Roger's been with Ryan now for 10 years. His move to KTM had Ryan with it. I mean, it was – that whole thing was built around those two together. And even though Marvin's had success, they've tried other spots, Dean Wilson, Trey and Art, that's been Ryan and Roger's team. So with, him, with Ryan going, who knows? I mean, do they go after some youth? Do they go grab Justin Hill again? Um, even Joey Savas. I mean, do they go grab a young guy? Do they move it to their veteran in? They can't get Eli. He's already re-signed. I thought for sure they were going to make a move on him. They yeah, probably already so. were, to be honest. Yeah. Uh but Eli is signed up, Roxson signed up. Who else would you want to move over? My guess and I just I obviously love like this stuff. I love silly <laughs> season. To me this is like football with the draft and the off season and I this is I love this part of of the sport. I have this suspicious not suspicious. I have this feeling for some reason that Osborne's going to end up there. Uh uh-huh. and the reason why is because the relationship between the two teams are very close. Yep. And if Wilson has a good summer, which I think he's going to, I could see them holding on to Anderson and Wilson and Osborne moving over. He already works at the Baker factory. He's already part of the program. Um, I think if they made him a good enough offer, he would move up to 450 and go to KTM. Um, if it's not him, then I don't know, because I don't know if Justin Hill would go back there.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Matt, so who knows? I Who knows what they're going to do? It's crazy. Marvin's there long-term, but... As far as the other two spots, I don't know. But I have this little hunch that Zach Osborne is going to end up there. And that's just, like I said, that's not going off of any sources. Any right. That's just me thinking to myself Bench what racing. I would do if I was them and if I was him. If I'm Osborne, I'm asking for that ride. Yep. If I'm KTM, I'm going to get an Osborne. That's yeah. me personally.
1: Well, I agree with you there. Mathis was tweeting that he thinks Barsha is going there. I don't know about all that, but, I mean, he, I, I mean, who knows? I know his contract's up at JGR this year, so maybe I can't see that working out too well. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all. I just
4: – what's been happening with that lately, you know? Well, and he's in a tough spot. Because, I mean, I had him on race day live um, a couple weeks before the end of the New Jersey round. Bar says he's an easy one to pick on. But the truth is, is two years ago, that guy was riding for the nations for us. Oh, yeah. Winning out nationals on a Yamaha that he didn't even like. And he's had two injuries that have completely screwed him out of Supercross. So we haven't even had a chance to see who he really is. True that. Um, I'm willing to give him a couple months into this summer before I lay judgment on him. Part of me thinks that he's in a place where he's just kind of riding this thing out. And then part of (laughs) me really thinks that he's just gotten gypped for two years. So in uh, midsummer, let's revisit the Justin Barsha discussion because I think either he's really good and he's bounced back and he's back to being Bam Bam and he's a front runner battling for wins, or he's a eight to ten place guy and the writing's on the wall that, I mean, he's his worth has gone down. Right, so I, right. I I'm willing to give him half a summer because he's had two supercross seasons that were really unfair. And a year and a half ago, or a year and almost two years ago, he was racing for us in the nation, killing it. So oh, I yeah. You know, yeah,
1: for sure. I, I'm willing to
4: give that, I'm willing to give one more pass before I lay final judgment on what I think about it.
1: The only reason I even mentioned that is just because I was just reading through Twitter, obviously like I do daily, and saw that Steve had tweeted something of that, of, of that and I just didn't see that one coming. You know, like I, I just, but I mean, it'd be a, I think it might be a good fit. I mean, if he's you know obviously Roger DeCoster's the man, you know. But
4: uh, I guess time will tell. We will see. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't think it would be a bad move if his motivation is cool because you have DeCoster who I think can really help dial in his program. And then you have Barsha who probably would be willing to ride for a low amount of money just to resurrect his career. And to be honest with you, I personally think it's maybe the best bike out there. So I feel as long as he's healthy and motivated, it would be a great fit. Uh, it's, just, it's just, like I said, I think the next three months are going to tell if he's motivated or not. Because if he's motivated, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the top five battling for the podium every week. And if he's not, to me, that questions the motivation. I, that, I think that'll give us the answer. That's what I think.
3: Okay, so. good deal. Well, I've got a, because I'm a metalhead, I want to know about the, the main event band, how that got started, when it's coming back, <laughs> uh, what's your what your influences are musically. Give me a little bit of information on that. Um. As
4: far as coming back, well, I mean, we're on like a little bit of a break right now. Again, we we tend to take five years off between
3: for doing anything. So you're like but, on the, you're on the tool program.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exact same success and everything. Um, but no, we we. I mean, my influences are. I mean, I grew up. Kid driving around the country with my dad, uh, listening to 80s hair metal. I mean, Skid Row, Def Leppard, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. That was my original influence. And then as I got older, I got into Linkin Park, Papa Roach. I, I kind of went in and out of the fads. I've never been a diehard music guy, but I've gone in and out of different, you know, genres that have come just for a moment. So when it came time to do my own band with my brother, which was, I mean, a, a crazy story in itself. I just kind of drew from, I guess, a little bit of everything that I liked and kind of came up with my own style uh, as a vocalist and as a singer. My brother, he's a metal guy all the way. In fact, some of our biggest problems in the band has been our <laughs> uh, disagreement on which way to move. He's very metal. He loves as as much hardcore metal as possible, and I'm more of a rocker. So yeah. we kind of have a tendency to fight and argue about song direction, and that's one of the reasons why we haven't been able to keep things going at a consistent level, but uh, we're actually in the process right now of writing another EP, cool. um, probably about a six or seven song one. It'll be done by the end of the year for sure. I mean, we only have two of them done. Um, so it's, I mean, it's, it's happening. We'll come out with new music, but as far as playing live and chasing the dream, <laughs> that's like way done. Like yeah. we're not, we're not that anymore. I mean, I got two kids. He's got two kids. It's not the best industry to be in if you're trying right. to also be a family man, which sure. I am big time. So it was never really the right fit personality-wise. I think maybe talent-wise we could have maybe went somewhere with it if we took it more serious. But neither one of us are really built for that lifestyle. Um, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a homebody, dude. I, as much as I travel, I like to be at home with my kids and sit on the couch and watch kids' cartoons. I,
0: I'm <laughs> right, not out, right.
4: they go to the bar and, and, and pull bar flies. So for me, it didn't really ever fit um and now it just comes down to write music for fun because we love it and we will we'll keep doing that forever we do it all ourselves. our studio is at my brother's house so it's
3: nice yeah it's it's not a matter
4: it's not a matter of if we can it's a matter of when we can fit in the time to to finish things off that's about it cool Cool. i look forward
3: to it yeah i I apologize that i just kind of discovered the band recently from listening to your show and uh, i'm into it i'm gonna download some stuff when i get home tonight i listen to an ipod when i ride and uh i'm gonna definitely put some on my my playlist because it's it's kick yeah it's
1: good stuff man it's really good stuff well daniel listen we won't keep any more but we really appreciate your time
4: thank you for coming on
1: the moto x pod
4: show yeah i'm pumped to have it i mean when you guys hit me up i was i'm stoked dude i i think i speak for you guys as well we're lovers of the sport yep and we want to see it grow and the chance to get together with your buddies i mean that's main event moto podcast that's what we are it's me my buddy producer joe and then every week just different buddies getting together to talk about the sport that we love and i, I mean i think the sport's growing right now and i think the fact that we're all doing these podcasts and getting in this and giving people more avenues for more entertainment is killer so uh when you guys invited me on i was more than stoked and in the future if you ever want me on let me know i'd love to be part of it love what you guys are doing and you know, I'm always, I'm always available.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Hey, can we get producer Joe's number? Cause ours sucks. Yeah. Our, our producer sucks. We need another <laughs> one. <laughs>
4: uh, that's maybe my producer is in and out of jail. So it depends. <laughs> if the He's not, still so, better than ours. Um, yeah.
3: Well, that's cool. Yeah, hey, so
4: I'll see available at CBS visit visitations this week. There you <laughs> go. Right, well, man. Hey
1: Daniel, thanks buddy. We appreciate it. See you, man. All right, guys. All thank right. You. See you, man. Thanks. Thanks. Sorry, I don't know, this microphone thing, I'm not sure what's up. Daniel Blair, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, we go to a commercial break.
4: Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your
3: color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too.
5: In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide A superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day. For no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call five nine five six two eight eight, or click BroadwayPowersports.com and save. That's nine zero three five nine five six two eight eight, and tell them Moto XBOD sent you.
3: Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com. And that's mxgirl G-U-R-L. And tell her, Moto X-Pod sent you.
1: All right, guys, back. Uh, Again, big shout-out, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, MX Girl Designs, and Shock Socks. Coming up next, he is the milestone assassin, Nick Schmidt. Nick, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. What are you up to today, bud? Uh, Not much.
6: It's kind of an off day, so uh, we just hit the gym and... uh... I got everything ready for the rest of the week and uh, just hanging out now just got back from the gym.
1: Are you uh, Are you planning on uh, doing any outdoor racing this year? <laughs> yeah, the plan is uh, I'm going to
6: skip uh, Hangtown because I actually broke my hand after Detroit and uh, I never got to really ride during the week, just on the weekend in Supercross after Detroit, so I'm letting my hand kind of heal up a little bit and I'm going to race uh, Glen Helen and the plan is to do the rest of them, so...
3: I'll oh, awesome. figure out
6: some or stuff, and I'll be at the rest of them. That's the plan.
3: Good deal, good deal. You, you going to be uh, up there with TPJ?
6: Yeah, it'll be under uh, TPJ. This is Icky.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. All right. It'll and it. and it's, it's Fly. You're still going to be, I, obviously, if you're with TPJ, you'll be wearing Fly.
6: Yeah, Fly. Yeah, Fly Racing will be uh, a big part of the program with the TPJ guys, so they help out quite a bit.
1: Good deal, Nate. Are y'all uh, jumping forward a little bit? Are y'all plan. You, do you know what? Uh, if you're going to still ride Suzuki's next year, or, or, or for the same team, or have you got any any of that stuff lined out yet?
0: You're cutting out.
1: Hold on, just a second. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Can you hear me now?
0: A
3: little better. A little better. Sorry, man. All right. Hey, we were asking well, if you have. Uh, are you planning on staying on, on Suzuki's for 2018, or do you even know yet?
6: Honestly, I have no idea. I've got nothing. I haven't really talked to anybody, Not, nobody at all, really, for eighteen. So, as of right now, I'm a, a free agent, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. What,
3: what do you? What do you, what do you expect? Uh, like, what are your goals for outdoors for the races that you're gonna? You know, where do you feel like you could finish? Um, you know, what are you? What are you looking for?
0: Uh, I mean. I'm
6: I don't really can really base off last year. Like while shoe was was good, I mean I was running around twelfth the whole moto. So if I could, if I could be between, I mean top top fifteen, yeah, is realistic.
3: Realistic,
6: and obviously have some some good motos and tenth top ten couple would be sweet. I'd be really stoked with that. But I'd be top fifteen. I'd be. I'd be happy for the first couple of rounds, kind of get my feet wet and kind of play with some settings and kind of just go from there.
1: Now jumping back, Nick, we, uh, the the first time I remember seeing you was, uh, Vegas 2013. You were still riding a Honda back then. And, uh, looking back in the vault, I does not show you any results for Loretta's. Did you start riding uh, dirt bikes later in life or what age did you start? Yeah, kind of,
6: kind of everything started a little later. Like, uh, I did, uh, I did a couple Amateur Nationals here and there, like I did the Amateur Open, I got a couple titles there, and uh, I was going to go to Loretto for A, but like the week before I broke my uh, my fib, fib and just some bad luck, and uh, I kind of hurt my hand really bad and kind of just started to ride Supercross, and uh, kind of clicking in away. way, it's like my third year I guess doing Supercross, and... It's fourth year I think it's been so it's been going good. Everything's kinda kinda been molded into play now, so it's been nice.
1: Yeah, I saw uh that, that Vegas race I was talking about back in twenty thirteen. There was this uh big long haired guy on a Honda hauling, I think your number was four fifteen. I was like, Who is that? That dude is hauling ass right there. Who is that kid? And of course <laughs> it was you and uh we've been seeing your name ever since then in the main event, man.
0: Yeah,
6: no, it uh ever since then, like I kinda put my head down, I was like, dude, this is what it's all about, and uh, just mixing up with those guys, like, I've been growing up, like, growing up watching as a kid, like, kind of being racing against them, and it was kind of a shock at first, I kind of didn't know what to do, I was scared, like, <laughs> I feel, like timid, but now it's it's normal. right? So, uh, ever since then, yeah, I've been good, made most of every main, and uh, just been plugging away, and hopefully chip out a the a ride or something comes about.
3: Yeah, you know, you you consistently, <clears throat> excuse me, consistently make made events. Have you had any of the uh, the bigger teams come talk to you about you, even if it was for a fill-in ride? Has anybody tried to get you t- to come over?
6: Yeah, no, <clears throat> nothing really yet. I mean, Suzuki helps out when they can with obviously some park and and stuff like that. But yeah, no, 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 really talk of teams yet and nothing like that yet. So I don't know.
1: That's surprising. Yeah, that surprises me a lot.
6: Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I feel like everybody that has, like, rides or it's kind of it's kind of tough to get that first ride, that, like, that first opportunity or chance. Like, I feel like everybody, once you're kind of in, like, everybody, once you get a ride, they kind of just bounce around from team to team. It's hard to kind of get your foot in the door and kind of <clears throat> get the help at first because they're kind of – Scared the teams are timid, which I don't blame them, but yeah, I mean, they just won't give me that one shot, you know. I won't let you down.
3: Well, yeah. if you do what you said, if you get some, you know, top 15s and get inside the, the top 10 and put it to some of the guys that are the the big name guys, quote unquote. I think those rides will start coming for you because I mean, at this point, we just expect you to be in the mains and supercross. You know, we we just yeah, know you're going to be there.
1: Yeah, it's a given that you're that Schmidt's going to be in the main every week, just about. You know, <laughs> minus some yeah. minus a hiccup or you right. know a, a takeout, something like yeah, something <laughs> like that. You got you guys mix yeah. it up quite a bit in the LCQs. It's uh, it's fun watching now, You qualify out of the semi quite a bit too, but uh, man, I, I love those battles watching you guys bang bars.
6: <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely like mixing up and making bars, but I try to minimize the LCQ as much as possible. It's a little, it's a little hectic at times and scary in there. You
5: <laughs> yeah. know. Some it. of
6: the riders left or right, but I try to, try to miss the carnage in the LCQ, so I like when I transfer directly from the semi. Or I'm sure. Or even the heat. Jeez, that'd be rad.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm my nerves are like just going crazy watching the LCQ. I can't imagine lining up on that line, with the internet brothers and, you know, just being like, Oh shit, who's going to hit me first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
6: Yeah. It's definitely, sometimes it's not even your fault. Like if something bad happens, so I try to minimize the, uh, the bad situations and, uh, the crazy it happens. So,
2: right. So on this uh, outdoor stuff that you're doing, is it going to wind up being like, you're just doing it out of your pocket trying to get your name out there. or Do you have people helping you to get to the outdoors so far?
6: No man. It's basically. Uh, my grandpa helped out quite a bit, but it's basically. I mean, uh, it's my pocket. I'm paying for everything, so. Wow. Basically, I'm paying for it, so it's kind of tough to go racing outdoors because obviously, like, you don't make as much money, or it's kind of. Yeah, you, it's just it's just more effort, but you kind of have to do it in the sense you kind of got to bite the bullet, and but it kind of sucks to the wallet at the end of the into Supercross, so.
2: Yeah, we saw what happened with Mookie not doing the outdoors. I think that really hurt his chances for a ride, so it makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, it's good that you're out there for sure. This is, hey, does Suzuki give you guys any type of contingency type thing to, to race outdoors? Like special
2: contingency?
6: No, I think it's just, as of right now, it's just like the normal contingency Suzuki has. I think they pay top 40, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they bump it up, you know? Bonus yeah. or something would be sweet, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens.
3: Right. Well, the odds are, the guys, were are going to get hurt. You know, and hopefully, by round two or three, you'll have a ride where somebody's putting some money in your pocket. Yeah, that would be
6: awesome. I wouldn't let him down. That's for sure. But uh, I don't want to wish anybody.
3: No, no, no.
6: Any, anybody, but if it, if it
1: did happen,
6: I will ride any color. Nick Schmidt is available for any <laughs> color. <laughs> Let that be known. Well, oh, there, there's one you know? thing.
1: One thing they can't say. Nick Schmidt definitely uh, has some speed. That's like, right. It's, the, the speed is there. Your fitness is there. I, you got that going on for you.
2: Well, and I and I had a question for you too. So with with doing the like all the years of racing the Supercross of the f- past few years, and we know you've had some good results. But tell us something like something that stands out when you look back. As of now, let's just say you decided to quit racing and go work somewhere or whatever. What would be a highlight? <laughs> what would be a
3: what Sounds we- like you guys are in the water again.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Are we there? Do yeah, you, yeah. your phone's jumping on us, too.
3: Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, TJ was asking, like, what a highlight well, of your... If you stopped racing right now, I guess, what would be one of your highlights that you've had so far? What stands out for you?
6: If I had to stop right now, what would be my highlight of my year riding Supercross and racing?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
6: that's a tough one. I mean, I'm going to have to bring it back but not this year, but next year, I think it was the semi i think it was me and chad reed at dallas
3: last year yeah
6: but like it was just straight up i was beating those guys like i remember came down to the last turn me and chad reed like he obviously got me freaking two-time three-time champion whatever he is like (laughs) he has more tricks in the hat than i do but i mean i was going for it (laughs) and uh I think it was that one. Like the whole time, like I, I legitly was just riding good or better than him for half the race or whatever it was. Like, I think I think that was one of the one of the key things. And like, obviously, the German Supercross Championship this past year is pretty cool to win. So, I would say those two things by far are pretty sweet.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Are you planning on maybe going back to Germany again this year? Oh yeah,
6: for sure, hundred percent. I'm actually gonna do. A, <clears throat> I don't know around yet, but I'm gonna do a couple of MX GPs.
0: Oh, All right. cool. For
6: the, same, for the same team that I rode for over in Germany and uh, Supercross for the ADAC series. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back and uh, try to defend my title. That's the plan unless, unless something else pops up. But uh, as of right now, I'm going to be doing that and in uh, a couple of MXGPs.
1: Very cool. Very cool. You still riding Milestone a lot?
6: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Milestone quite a bit. And, uh I've been fortunate enough to ride the, the test track, so uh, – for supercross, so I go to the milestone, grab some supercross, and I'll do the test track quite a bit because it's close to my house, so it makes it it makes it for an easy, for an easy drive.
1: From what I hear, uh, you're the you're you're the guy at milestone that anybody who who is anybody can come out there and you can handle that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
6: that's, that's that's what they say. I, I mean, I try to hold my name down for sure. Milestone is So you're right. Great. I definitely can put some heaters around at Boston for sure.
3: Have you ever uh, considered? I mean, I don't even know if it's been an opportunity, but maybe going doing the Canadian Nationals? Have you thought about that?
6: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, yeah, that, that'd be sweet. Like, I'm, I'm down to go race.
3: Anybody that'll pay wherever.
6: you? Whatever. Just so I can keep riding, Yeah. paying the bills. And that's uh, at the end of the day, I, it's definitely what I love to do. And uh, yeah, I definitely would look forward to going to Canada. If anything came about, I'm kind of open for anything right now. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, Canada would be a cool thing. I still know not that many people, I don't know who to talk to up there, or kind of reach out to. So it's kind of tough, but
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, I really feel like you're going to make some moves this year in outdoors. And I think that I think by the end of the season, you'll have somebody helping you out more than what you're going to have going into the season. Not, not not that the te- not that the Teddy
1: Parks uh deal yeah, is a yeah. bad deal. Oh, yeah. We love but, Teddy uh, obviously you're looking to uh progress and uh and move on up the ranks, so to speak. Yeah, no, no. Teddy
6: uh Ted Parks he does it, he has a good program over there. I can't can't complain. He uh he helps out everything he can do and uh but yeah, the the big picture at the end of the day is to land on that rod and uh kinda you don't have to worry about too much and all you have to kinda do is worry about it. It's, just going fast on your dirt bike you know so that's the plan
1: well all right nick. well hey nick we won't keep you any longer we know you're busy but we really appreciate you coming on the show it's super cool talking to you bud
6: yeah i know man i appreciate you guys for the phone call and uh call me anytime hey hey uh, you,
1: you want to go ahead and give your sorry to cut you off you want to uh, give your sponsors a shout out real quick
6: oh yeah yeah i would like to thank uh obviously cpj Suzuki, fly racing, uh, DVS shoes, W wheels, Yoshimira pipes, pinson clutches, a Turbis, uh Dunlop tires, X-Trig, Mika, and uh, anybody else I forgot, and Alpine <laughs> Stars. for keeping my ankles safe. And anybody else I forgot, thank you.
1: Hey, man. Well, hey, Nick, thank you for coming on the show, bud, and good luck this summer. Thanks, man. Yeah, we'll see you, you in La-
3: We'll see you at Lakewood. Yeah, man. We'll,
1: we'll be at Lakewood. We'll make sure and come by and say hi to you.
6: Oh yeah, come by, say hi. What's up? For sure.
1: we Will do. All right, buddy. Thanks. Hi, man.
6: Talk
1: to you later. The Milestone Assassin, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Schmidt, German Supercross champion, Nick Schmidt.
2: The elusive Nick Schmidt. The
1: elusive <laughs> Nick Schmidt. Hey man, I, I really enjoyed talking to him. He's uh he's a guy I root for. Like I said, man, that Vegas race, I saw this big dude with long hair. <laughs> On a, on a year old Honda four hundred and fifty out there because it was a thirteen, so you knew right. that he was riding a twelve bike, and he was hauling ass. I'm like, whoever that is, right. needs to keep doing this. He's good because I had never seen him before. Right, like whoever that is needs to keep doing this because he's good.
2: Yeah, you know? for sure. He he's just constantly gets TV time. He's you know obviously everybody's you know where he is on the track, which is awesome because he's like they're talking about yeah. him because he is probably. The like leading the privateer island right now, oh, I would say. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, he,
3: he's he's
1: on top of the board on that. Yeah, he's one
3: definitely day. one of those next guys to get the bump. I think. I'd like to
1: see him, uh, I'd like to see him pull up, pull go, you know, go by the way of Weston Pike yep, and jump yep. up to a big team and uh, and do his thing. Yep. So, uh, hey guys, great show tonight again. Uh, always love talking to you guys. Big again, thank you, Broadway Power Sports, MX Girl Design, Shock Socks, uh, Dark Side. Appreciate it, buddy, and always enjoy sitting in your presence, you know, and, uh, (laughs) always enjoy being here, you making time for us. And TJ, not the same, but Hey, no, I love (laughs) you, buddy. I'm just kidding. uh, Hey guys, Moto X pod show. Thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you next week.